the planning aspect of a budget should give you freedom. It shouldn't take it away. It should give you freedom. Freedom to spend without guilt. Freedom to have the lifestyle that you want while also saving towards your goals. It should give you room and capacity. It should not take it away. And that is such a common misconception about budgets. It's like, oh, they're so restrictive. Like, I need it so that I can just keep all my money tight and never spend any of it. No, not at all. Welcome to the One Up Project. Money is fuel that that allows you to do things. It doesn't need to be taboo. What you don't want to do is wake up at 65 realising you did something you hated and have regret. Go and find people who will give you advice for nothing. This is a space for personal growth and money chat with new perspectives every Monday. This bit of content, listening to this, is going to be a small little breadcrumb of something that makes them think a little bit differently. For all the things we were never taught but should have been. At the end of the day, the most important person is yourself. And if you're not happy with your own choices, then you're never going to be happy. Alright, alright, alright. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the One Up Project. We've got a money episode installed for you today and it is how to stick to a budget, how to be consistent with your budget. Probably one of the hardest things to do, surely. I've actually had this request, would you believe it, many times and it's a good one. It's definitely a good one. How to create a budget is one thing, but how to stick to it is another and so I've got a few things written down that I'm keen to go through I obviously have my own experiences and that's always the perspective I'm talking from it's the only perspective I can talk from and we will see how much we can pull out of this I would love to talk to you about it on Instagram and also if you are here on Spotify or Apple podcasts a rating and a review would be so so helpful to me like genuinely it helps like expose this podcast to more people gets it out to more people and yeah looking forward to hopefully growing the pod this year but I appreciate you listening and anyway enough of the plugs let's get into how to stick to your budget number one we've heard it before and look I don't want you to just write this off I want you to actually listen to this point and think right now take the time to think about it right now what is your why for saving for having a budget what is the why why do you have a budget in the first place why does it matter that you stick to this why is it important to you without this reason without this motivation a budget means nothing a budget is just going to feel restrictive to you it's going to feel like it's trapping you and keeping you from living the life that you actually want to live, from having the lifestyle that you want. And that is not the purpose of a budget. The planning aspect of a budget should give you freedom. It shouldn't take it away. It should give you freedom. Freedom to spend without guilt. Freedom to have the lifestyle that you want while also saving towards your goals. It should give you room and capacity. It should not take it away. And that is such a common misconception about budgets. It's like, oh, they're so restrictive. Like, I need it so that I can just keep all my money tight and never spend any of it. No, not at all. I get my nails done every four weeks and I have so for the last three years times 60 by whatever 12 times three is. So that's 12, 36 is it? 36 times 60. Whatever that is is how much money I've spent on nails and I don't even want to think about it. But that is so important to me that I prioritize that and it goes in my budget and it will never be taken off. And it's one of those things that allows me to live the lifestyle that I want, I guess. 
having my nails done makes me feel good. It's also an hour and a half out of my day where I can treat myself, where I get to talk to my friend who does my nails and I get to chill. Having these things that contribute to the lifestyle we want to live are important in our our budgets. They shouldn't be restrictive. So you need to write down your why. You need to write it down on your budget, whether that's on a financial planner or on a piece of paper or however you budget, you need to write it down. Or you could use it as a vision board. So create your why as like a vision board style situation and put that on your budget, put it on your phone screen, put it on your home screen, whatever it is. Collect all of the images that represent your why for a budget, your dream house, your dream family situation, your dream holiday, like whatever it is, whatever represents freedom and wealth to you, put that on a Canva board and put it somewhere where you're going to look at it all the time. So you can remember when you're about to go out for drinks on the weekend, when you're about to get takeaways that night, because you can't be bothered looking at what's in the cupboard or the fridge. When you're about to continue with a bad habit of spending that you know you shouldn't, you're going to look at it and think, okay, no, the why outweighs any other thing right now. And it's not always going to. Of course, there's going to be times where temptation takes over and you just want to let loose and have a good time. But we do that controlled through our budget. We can do that in a controlled way through our budget. We can give ourselves amounts of money every paycheck that we can spend on whatever we want. If we feel that we just need a time to buy things for ourselves, we can and we have something set up for us to do that. It's also why having a emergency fund is so, so important because... I mean, emergency funds are supposed to be for emergencies, but I like to have mine there as well as like a bit of a buffer for myself. So I don't go into overdraft. I don't get credit cards. I don't use Afterpay, but I have a fund. Well, I did before I went traveling. I used to have an emergency fund large enough that if I wanted to go shopping and just pay myself back next paycheck, I could because I had this money set up and I would use it as my own personal overdraft. Of course, you have to be controlled with this. You don't want to spend the entire amount. It was only little amounts, but it gave me the freedom to feel like I could spend. I did have the capacity, but I wasn't going into debt to do that. So having a strong why, strong motivation is going to keep you consistent. The next thing, choosing a system that works for you. You've got to get to know your personal situation. I did an episode uh, it's actually coming out next week about how to invest in yourself and it talks a lot about like just getting to know you and it's really important with your finances as well is like actually understanding yourself if you are a spender what are the things you typically spend all your money on is it clothes is it food is it the casino like what is it what is it for you that is your guilty pleasure that is the thing that tempts you more than anything else what is the thing that you like to spend money on and so what things are you putting in place to make sure that if you do want to spend money on that thing you either have the money or you have a replacement habit so it makes you feel like you're doing that thing but you're actually doing something else or yeah it's taking over that habit for you getting to know your personal situation is also things like what would motivate you to work on your budget or have the habit of going over your finances each week if you're with a partner does that mean having a weekly dinner scheduled and budgeted and where you guys just talk about your money if you are single is it going to a cafe and treating yourself to a coffee and going over your budget each week like what is going to make it a more exciting process for you 
and maybe not exciting, but what's actually just going to make it like bearable. You know what I mean? We don't all love sitting down with our budgets. I do because I think it makes me feel like I'm being productive, even if I'm not really working on it. But if you're someone that absolutely hates it, what's actually going to make you feel like it's bearable? Is it going through it with a friend? Is it watching a YouTube video? Like, what is it to you? And this is where like the the type of budget you choose is important. So when I talk about choosing a system that works for you, let's talk about what a system actually is. So a system is a series of different things that's going to help you to create the budget. So things like the budgeting platform, uh, the budgeting routine, the budgeting style, and then your boundaries. So all things I've just recently discussed and what I was just saying there, but to go through it in a more systematic way, a budgeting platform is something like I use my financial planner collab with Live Lively, which is an Excel sheet that has all the different tabs I need to keep control of my money. There's a website called Every Dollar, which is kind of the reverse budgeting method where you um, are trying to get your like the end number after you put in your income down to zero because you're just reconciling all your different expenses. There's the app We Money, which you can connect up to your bank accounts and it just pulls in all the data from there, shows you your expense breakdown, your net worth, all of those sorts of things. Is it just using Excel on your laptop? Is it just using a piece of paper? Is it a free online template? Is it an Etsy template? Like you literally have the world's choices. And sometimes this will take trial and error. I've tried many different things. I always prefer my financial planner because it's pretty and it's in my colors and I designed it with Sarah from Live Lively so it has like everything that I would find to be most ideal obviously but you will probably have to do a few rounds of budgets to work out what's going to work best for you and that's okay it's okay for this process to take time it is annoying it is frustrating and it's yeah it sucks overall a lot of the time but this is what I'm talking about when I say you make your routine bearable or enjoyable which is the next thing like how are you going to do it when are you going to do it knowing yourself is knowing things like when you get paid so is it going to be weekly or monthly or how are you going to organize that and having a routine is building a habit habits are consistent things and if you make it a habit you will stick to your budget consistently the next one is budgeting style so I did a podcast recently called Would These Common Budgeting Methods Work For You? Which is where I go through four really common budgeting methods. I think it's two episodes before this one. I essentially just discuss what it is, the pros, the cons, and who it could possibly work best for. So that might be a really good episode for you to work out what budgeting style might work best, or at least one to start with, because there are so many out there. And like I was saying before, I think this is also... Uh, I think this is also a trial and error kind of situation. It might also be a combination of things. I started out with the barefoot investor buckets method. Then I realized, well, this is too intense for me. So I just broke it down into a more simple version and tried to make it more relevant to the accounts that would be meaningful for me. And that will probably be the same for you as well. It's like starting out with one and then being like, okay, well, this doesn't work. But if we move this or shift this, then maybe it would work better. The last thing I've kind of noted down as a part of your budgeting system, your financial system, is boundaries. What boundaries are you putting in place to mitigate the risks of you taking out money and returning to old habits that you don't want to return to. So examples of boundaries could be having accounts that you can't take money out of, whether it's, so there's a few examples of this. You could give all your money to a trusted parent 
family member, friend, and they could look after it for you and that means you can't touch it or you have to go through them first to be able to take any money out of it. There's also things like term deposits where you, which is probably a really good option now that interest rates are increasing. So how this works is that you would give whatever amount of money it is to the bank. So it's an account with the bank, just opening an account, but it earns typically more interest than what a usual interest earning bank account would and the reason this is the case is because you're usually committing to a certain period of time to keep that money in there with a term deposit but if you choose to take it out there's like a length of time where you have to wait before you can take the money out which can sometimes be around the 30 day mark so you might have to wait 30 days before you can take money out so it's not an instant thing you know if you're putting money in there the earliest you're going to be able to get that money out is within 30 days. So you better be sure that you're not going to need that money. So those sorts of things I think are really good at keeping you accountable. Another idea is automatic payments, a simple one, but a very effective one. As soon as your pay comes in, having the automatic payments to just separate the money straight away. If you're a freak like me, you might enjoy manually doing that and find that quite satisfying. And that could be a part of your routine. But yeah, automatic payments are a good one. I would just suggest not looking at your bank account on the day you get paid because if you do, you're going to look at it when the pay comes in and the automatic payments haven't worked yet, like haven't gone through yet. And then you're going to think that you have a lot of money, but really just your expenses haven't been taken out yet. So maybe just make that day a day where you can't check your bank account if you can avoid it. Because I know I always get impatient with the automatic payments and I think, oh, well, I have this money and that money, but you don't. You just, the automatic payments haven't gone through yet. So far, we've talked about having a strong why and your system. I think these two are just like, that's it. You basically just need to have a really strong why and make sure your system works for you. Of course, there are little habits, there are little hacks, you know, to keep you consistent, but it's actually going to be very personal to you because how you choose to spend money is going to be unique to what you enjoy like you might be someone who's really charitable and often donates money and that's really amazing but also you need to worry about your own goals as well so like maybe you have you volunteer your time instead of your money or like how do you go about doing that or you're someone who loves spending money on clothes and you are always going down to the mall or online shopping or whatever giving yourself an allowance to spend on clothes might not only save you money but actually make you more of a conscious spender Uh, and then you might end up doing something like op shopping or taking up other hobbies that allow you to feel like you're spending more but I do want to go over habits as well because I think consistency habits is key and is vital of course it's not the easiest thing to implement but I have a routine or a hack or a way you can go about it to try and make them more consistent this is something I've taken from the book Atomic Habits by James Clear and he essentially one of the main parts of the book is how to create a good habit and this consists of four things that you need to make the habit the first one you need to make it obvious the second one you need to make it attractive the third one you need to make it easy and the fourth one you need to make it satisfying so let's go through each of these make it obvious to make a goal obvious it needs to be right in front of you it needs to scream at you do this thing like it needs to be something that you don't even have to think about you just do and I think the gym is always a really good example of this one it's just an easy example so making it obvious would be laying your active wear out the night before you're supposed to go to the gym 
So it's right there in front of you. You don't need to think about what you're wearing, what you're going to look like. It's just there in front of you. You trust this outfit you've put together last night and you can just go and wear it and not think about it. Saves a lot of time, saves a lot of effort, saves a lot of conversation you're going to have in your head about if you should or if you shouldn't because it's all there waiting for you. Another example of making it obvious for financial habits would be if you're wanting to get into the routine of checking your budget is like the day that you choose to do your budget you make a first step in the morning of having it open on your laptop so when you go to watch Netflix in the afternoon or something it's right there in front of you and you're like okay yes I need to do that you know putting a note on your mirror making it obvious like right in front of you is super important to just getting to the initial stages of beginning to do that habit so the second one make it attractive if we're going back to the gym example making it attractive might look like making it attractive is I think leaning into the routines that we spoke about earlier so if we're going back to the gym example making it attractive might be okay when we get up and it's obvious we've got to active wear there we put it we put it on, we really enjoy our routine of taking our pre-workout in the morning, putting on a song that gets us hyped up, like make it something exciting to you, that routine enjoyable so that you can actually get in the mood of wanting to do it. On the financial side of things, making it attractive, having your favorite drink while you do it, but only when you do it are you allowed to have that drink or having a really pretty financial planner that you enjoy looking at or making it some kind of exciting date, like you get to go out for dinner or whatever it is. Bringing some excitement to the task is going to make it a lot more enjoyable. The third one, making it easy. The gym example could be creating a home gym in your house or going to the closest gym to you. So it's just easy to get there. It's not going to take too much effort, um, doesn't take too much time. It's just easy or your style of working out could change you might just go for a run instead of actually having to go to a gym it's cheaper you can leave you can just run around your house like those sorts of things when it comes to the financial financial side of it making it easy is where I think the budgeting platform is going to be important a lot of the reasons we're put off budgeting in the first place is because it seems so difficult we don't know how to do it pick a budget that's actually easy like it's actually easy for you to do not one where it's super complicated and there's all these different things and you're so confused and you don't know how to work it pick something that's easy so that might start with you writing your income and your expenses in two columns on a piece of paper it might start with you writing out how much you're going to earn that month all the things you have to pay that month and your leftover money is just what you're spending like however you choose to complete a budget make it easy the last way to create a good habit is to make it satisfying so the gym example might be you get to go to Lululemon if you work out consistently for a week and treat yourself to a new piece of activewear. That makes you want to come back and do it again because you now have this new piece of activewear that you can wear while you're working out. It's all exciting and fun. That might be an example of making your gym goal satisfying. On the financial side of things, the reward might not be spending more money because maybe we we want to save as much as we can. So the reward might be that you get to have an extra hour of Netflix if you're you know that tight on yourself with how many Netflix series you watch or every time after you do your budget there's something else that you go and do as like a routine so after you do your budget you get to go to the beach or after you and your partner do your budget at dinner you go to this dessert place that you really like like whatever make it satisfying reward uh that if if you want it to low cost, if you want it to, you know, it can be something that you work into your budget, 
as a reward, whatever it is, is important to you. So we've created a good habit on the, let's use the gym example, by we've made it obvious by laying out our active wear. We've made it attractive by having a really good routine set up, one that we enjoy. We've made it easy by having a gym close to us. And we've made it satisfying by giving ourselves a new active wear item to wear next week to the gym on the financial side of things we've made it obvious by putting our budget out on our laptop for that day or out in front of us for that day we've made it attractive by having a good routine or a good reason to actually do the budget whatever it is we choose to go and do we've made it easy by picking a platform that's actually simple and isn't difficult and there aren't all the stuff going on that you don't understand and we've made it satisfying by giving ourselves some kind of reward whether that costs money or not and then doing this week after week staying consistent changing the reward if you need to like whatever it is changing as your life changes it's also really important with budgets to come back to them and make sure they're still working for you and it's the same with your habits as well another thing might be to think about cutting out afterpay or other temptations like that afterpay is just really easy debt do you know what I mean? Like it's just so easy to get. It's no interest. You don't need to do a credit check or whatever. You can just get it instantly. You just need to sign up with an email and you're away. So cutting out those things in temptation overall, I think will be really helpful if not forever for this period of time. I personally don't use Afterpay and I really, really try, like when I say Afterpay, I'm not just hating on them. I'm hating on all buy now, pay letters, but um. I don't use them as a conscious choice because I know if I did, I would be constantly sitting in debt with with these companies. And I don't like that. I don't want to be sitting in debt with them. I'd rather be sitting in debt with myself, like I spoke about earlier. So cutting out temptation and easy to get debt will be really important to staying consistent as well. Final things, you know, there's free advice out there. I have an advice, I have a, an episode, sorry, on financial advisors and how to kind of find the right one for you, how they work, their monetizing structure, I guess you'd call it, how they're paid. And it just goes all, over all of that quite authentically because I think it's really important that we have this oversight as to how accessible financial advice actually is. And I can put that in the description for you. Also, overall, it doesn't matter how much you save. It's the consistency that's the key thing. If you're saving $5 a month, I don't care. As long as you're doing it every single month. I mean, not that my my opinion on your savings matters anyway. It doesn't matter how much you're saving. I don't think. It matters that you're building a habit because you could easily up that if your finances increased. You could easily change the amount. But to change your habits is a lot harder. So get into the habit of making it a realistic attainable goal first and then work from there you can do it guys it's really not as hard as we make it out to be in our heads it is difficult to be disciplined and it takes work and sometimes there are challenges working against us that aren't just a case of being disciplined as well and I completely recognize and acknowledge that so don't beat yourself up if you're struggling because it's not just a case of working hard all the time sometimes there are other factors we can't control so it's important to validate that it's okay that this is a difficult process making it easy for yourself is going to be really important and I think you can do that through all of these things I've mentioned if you do have a different perspective or you want to discuss this with me or you have any questions please reach out on instagram at the one up project 
and I look forward to talking to you on there. Leave a rating and review if you haven't already. You know how much it really helps me and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. I say that every week but I never get to see you unless you message me on Instagram, in which case I still don't get to see you but I get to hear from you. So I look forward to talking to you in the next episode. Bye guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The One Up Project. If you want to find more stuff just like this, check out our other apps or follow us at The One Up Project on Instagram or TikTok. See you there. Just a quick disclaimer that The One Up Project is an educational platform that provides information that is general in nature. There may be opinions or an individual's experience within this resource that should not be considered as recommendations or personal advice. Everyone's financial situation is so different and you must use the information within this resource at your own risk. Please complete your own due diligence before making any decisions based on the information in this resource. I'm not a financial advisor and if you require expert advice then please seek advice from a professional.